Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. We are gearing up for our next big trip. (laughs) Well, isn't that the truth? There's a stack of boxes full of all kinds of new RV gear that we're testing or that we're about to test. Well, and even some, a pile of things of things we've already tested and know we need (laughs) that we don't store in the camper until we're ready to go. Yeah. In case there's some gear that we're waiting on. Well, I've been talking about sort of the day trip and camper idea that I have. And there is a component of that that I'm waiting for it actually to go into production right. <laughs> so we can get one, I hope. But in the meantime, we'll just pack smartly so that if there is anything back there and it just get a, we get a little rain shower, it'll be okay. If we're going to get a lot of rain, we're just going to have to come up with a plan, like buy a tarp or something. <laughs> we're the blue tarp pickup truck. Uh-huh. Can you hear the Beverly Hillbilly song <laughs> coming into your speakers? One thing that actually never leaves the camper, of course, is our power package, our solar system from ABC Upfitters. I saw last week on their social medias, the way they do things for the factory is they will take all those first-rate MasterVolt components and build what they call a sled. So then the factory basically takes those and it's an easy install for them. And one of the neat things, I mean, it just shows you that ABC Upfitters and MasterVolt, which are the systems that they use, are so good, even RV companies are switching to the systems they design, which is how we got ours. Ours was pre-installed by Rockwood. It's just been flawless, but we also know quite a few people who have had ABC Upfitters engineer a system for their RV, and it's been flawless. And that's a big difference, right? There are a lot of people who will say they put in a solar system for you, and that's, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing. But ABC Upfitters actually has technical people who know what they're doing. Right. Who put in systems in your RV that just work and part of the reason for that is it's all MasterVolt components which are proven on the waters the other thing is just the right wiring the right installation the right placement all of that stuff definitely matters and so that's why we have been such advocates of ABC Upfitters for some time now And you can find out more about your own solar install either by visiting a link from our website, which is, of course, in the show notes for this podcast episode, or just give them a phone call on the good old-fashioned phone. And you do that at 574-293-9399, 574-293-9399. And they are really neat people who have been able to translate from nerd to normal <laughs> and and it's a good thing so if you're looking just to get questions answered or just see what's possible give them a call and they will be happy to answer your questions 
politely and in English and all <laughs> of that. It's kind of a good deal. Yes. So, as we said, we're piling things up, kind of making stacks here and there. And what we realize is we have a lot of favorite gear. And like your children, we don't have one single favorite. (laughs) Oh, you do. You're just not allowed to say. (laughs) And so what we thought we would do is, you know, because we're getting ready for a big trip, but also because it's getting close to holiday shopping time. So if you're looking for ideas... Maybe this will help you. You know, we're really good at spending your money. <laughs> well, Absolutely. unfortunately, we're really good at spending ours, too. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> so anyway, we've kind of put these into collections of gadgets that we have really liked and continue to use. So without any further I do or I don't, <laughs> <laughs> our first collection are boondocking gadgets. Yeah, as you know, we like to boondock. That's why we have the ABC Upfitters system so that we don't have to worry about finding places to plug in. But also, you know, sometimes we're far away from any kind of stuff. So we need to have a little bit of extra gear. And one of those that has come in super handy for us is the Wolverine water bags. If you're boondocking, one of the things that can kind of extend your stay or limit it is water because with these advanced power systems that RVs have now and are getting power is much less of a problem and yeah. now water is the water big is issue. our limiter for sure water and wastewater but then you know sometimes the water that we can find to haul with our Wolverine bags I don't know if I want to drink it well wait before <laughs> you go there okay because it's wintry Something we've been seeing a lot is how can I use my RV even though it's winterized? And these Wolverine bags might be one way to do so, right? You could use the bags to bring in water and then like wash dishes or drink or things like that with like a little bussing tub or something in the sink or a bucket. Right. So these Wolverine bags allow you to go get water when you're boondocking or whatnot, or actually use as kind of a replacement water system if you're winterized. That's a very good point. That was actually going to be my maintenance tip Oops! at the end of the show. So now we don't have to do that part. <laughs> we already <laughs> yeah, don't did do it. any stinking maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really maintenance, but it's, you know, as Tony said, a way to go camping, even if you're winterized and you, you're not really able to use the water system. Well, and, and another thing, that's our second item is our Dometic Go hydration water system. Basically what this is, is a three gallon container And then there's a pump system that fits to it. Mm -hmm. So it's three gallons of water or whatever you want to put in it. Whatever you want to put in it. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a battery-powered pump that fits to this. So now you have a cold water spigot. And we have used this in the truck when traveling. We put the jug in the back and Mm -hmm. the little spigot kind of where we can get to it in the front. But it's also a good replacement water system if you are camping, again, either off the grid or you have filtered water you want to use or whatever it happens to be. So it's a portable water solution. And if you have one of those jerry can holders, two of the jugs will fit in one of those. So I guess it's probably two and a half gallons, right? Not 
Oh, right. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know what I'm talking about. There's some. <laughs> some water fits in there. Yeah. All the water that fits in, fits in. So anyway, it's a neat way to, to carry water. And again, part of what we're working on also is a sort of day trip in camper. And we'll definitely be using this Dometic Go hydration system as well. Oh, and uh, by the way, there will be show notes for this episode on our website, stresslesscamping.com slash podcast slash 231. This is episode 231. And it will have links to where we've written about these various gadgets that we're babbling on about at the Right, moment. so if you happen to be listening while you're driving, don't worry about taking notes. Yeah. We're, we're taking them for you. And once yeah. you get stopped, you can go to the website and look at all the notes. By the way, we also put transcripts of these episodes as well. So... Uh, if you'd rather hear them in a computer voice. And the cool thing is they're created by <laughs> AI, so there's lots of goofs in them. So oh, there you yeah. go. Well, probably not. Actually, it's a little bit scary Actually, how good Actually, with it AI, is. there's probably less goofs than in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sadly, you're probably right. <laughs> so another thing that we keep in the backseat of the truck a lot of the times is a 12-volt cooler. And the one we have found that we really, really like is the Bodega cooler. It's... A great size. We've had some that were gigantic. We've had some that didn't have the two separate compartments. So the Bodega is nice because it has two decent sized compartments and you can actually control the temperature of each compartment. So if you want two freezers or two refrigerators or one big freezer, big, small fridge, backwards, forwards, whichever way you want it, they each have their own separate control. So that's really nice for traveling. You know, we keep our lunches and stuff and snacks and water in the cooler while we're traveling. And we don't have as many outlets in this truck as we used to have. So we actually power our bodega cooler with a Ugreen portable power station. Yes. We're going to normalize saying portable power station instead of the term that you've heard a lot, quote unquote, solar generator. Oh, yeah. It doesn't generate and it's not solar. You can charge them with solar panels, but portable power station is way more accurate. And that's what we are going to be on a quest to get everyone to use. Yeah, so the way we do it is we put the Ugreen into the cigarette lighter or power port on the truck. And that gives us all the outlets that are on the Ugreen. So it's got uh, 110 outlets. It's got USB-C, USB-A, another power port. And so we charge it when we're driving around and then we plug the cooler into it. And then when we shut off the engine of the truck, the Ugreen keeps the cooler humming along. That's how we do that. Yep. And we do also have a larger Dometic cooler. So if you really want a giant cooler or yeah. a refrigerator replacement, that Dometic 12-volt cooler is, I mean, that thing is outstanding. But it is quite literally as big as it's, a refrigerator. Yeah, it is. I don't know if we could even get it in the back seat. Oh, we could. <laughs> Well, in this back seat especially. Yeah, but, we could yeah. do it. But It's so huge. It's almost too heavy to even lift empty, and then you'd have to fill it separately. Yeah, it's basically a refrigerator replacement. Yeah. So another thing, uh, if we've got cool, we need hot. And I know a lot of, you know, we have people who listen who camp all sorts of ways. Sure. There are people with vintage RVs, modern RVs, yeah. tents, pickup campers. Some people just camp in the back of their car, the right. vehicle. 
And so if you want, I know a lot of the times I see people advocate those one burner propane cooktops, but if sure. you've already got a portable power station, look at an induction cooktop for a variety of reasons. One of those is you don't have a propane fire. Well, so yeah. you have just a heat source. You do need pans that are magnetic to make this work. Right. Uh, we've got ideas for pans too, but the induction cooktop is neat because you could power it off your portable power station. They're very efficient. Uh, really heats up if you are like boiling water. It's quick and precise. And you know, something that just occurred to me when you said the gas fire, I know you're talking about carrying propane and stuff, but also isn't it annoying when it's windy and you're trying to keep your gas fire going on your griddle or whatever? Oh, I never and, thought of that. Yeah. And remember, like, it took you like two hours to fry a pound of bacon because the wind was blowing the heat away from the griddle. <laughs> yeah. So this induction cooktop, it, they're portable. I mean, they make all sorts, but you could use it inside as an additional burner or you could take it outside and put it on a picnic table and use your portable power station and power the induction cooktop. So, or, or plug it into the you know outlet on the side of the camper if you have the camper, yeah. but you still want to cook outside. Yeah, that or if you're tailgating. So I really like these. I like them a lot better than those little one burner propane stoves. And you're also not throwing away those little green containers. And that, yeah. I don't know, the fact that those don't get recycled bugs the daylights out of me. Right. So anyway, if you've already got the portable power station, this is a, a great thing to use with it. So there are some things that we always keep in the camper, or sometimes we like them so much we bring them in the house and make sure we put them back in the camper, thus the piles of gear all over the house. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that stays in the camper all the time is our air gear tire changing kit. You know, it's funny. I always thought if I got a flat that I would just use what's in the truck to change the tire. <laughs> and since I got my air gear tire changing kit, I realized that no, actually some of the things for the truck don't work with the trailer. Plus the air gear tire changing kit comes with a torque wrench and you absolutely want to torque the nuts down on the the lug nuts on your trailer tire properly. And yes. this has a torque wrench. And yes, it makes a big difference. So it's a neat kit that now is always with us. And it's nice that you have the torque so, you know, you can use that on anything that needs to be torqued. Yeah, you, <laughs> it's not only for tires, but as Tony said, some things are specific to trailers. And if you don't have trailer gear, you don't have trailer gear. Right. We are installing a new hitch and that'll be a forthcoming oh, yeah. episode or whatever. But they were very specific about the torque settings of the bolts on that hitch. And again, I just took out my air gear tire changing kit right. and uh, used that to adjust the bolts properly on the hitch. So a lot of reasons to have a torque wrench with you. Let's say you get to camp and you're getting ready to set up. Let's talk about some of the gear that we find to be essential or just awesome. <laughs> I'll tell you, when somebody says, I just got my rig, what do I need? And people are spouting off about ice makers and you know, Betty bedding and all, you know, all kinds of stuff. 
Here's the things that I answer. You need two things to make sure that you and your rig are safe. And one of them is a surge protector. And you might say, well, wait, I, I've been camping for years without one. Why do I want one? Well, you've got to think of all the electronic stuff that's in a modern RV. Every little appliance has a control board. And if there is a circumstance where those control boards get fried, sometimes there is a very long wait to get a replacement. Like I'm talking a year. I'm not kidding. So having a good surge suppressor really makes a difference. Plus, if you're a nerd like me, you can also monitor how much power certain components are consuming. I mean, I, I like that too. So we like the Hughes Power Watchdog. It Bluetooths to your smartphone. It protects your RV. And the other good thing is with the Hughes Watchdogs, the surge module is actually field replaceable. So if there is a circumstance where it fries that surge module, you could replace it in the field. And not have to replace the entire system. Right. That's correct. That's the fact jack. Fact jack. And the other thing that I always recommend, a second thing that I think is absolutely essential, is a water pressure regulator. Now, these basically have two different styles. One is just a small very simple looking thing. And the other one has a gauge. And I really like the one with the gauge because you can adjust it and because you know what the pressure is. I don't know if I put that simple little pressure regulator on, I don't know what the pressure is. I well, don't. <laughs> and those also reduce flow. So, yeah. you know, if you get one of those cheap water pressure regulators and you're like, well, the shower really stinks in my RV. That's because you're not getting enough water. Yeah. So a good water pressure regulator will also allow you to maintain flow. And the thing is, you might say, oh, well, I've got PEX plumbing in my RV, and it's good for 80 PSI, sure. whatever the number. True. But the fittings that the RV industry uses are junk. I mean, there's no other way to say it. Yeah. So wherever so, your PEX is connected to other PEX, that's where the problem is, yeah, not in the, the PEX itself. Right. So we always set ours to 40 PSI. And of course, speaking of water, you want a good hose. And we've been through a lot of the hoses. Actually, on, is this the... the Funny thing is, the first, you know, camper that we bought and the dealer threw in a white hose, it actually lasted for quite some time. It was fine. We decided to upgrade it and we got something that lasted about three days. Yeah, it was one of those hoses that collapses. Yeah, and we were not pleased with that. But the one that we are like, I think is going to be our lifetime water hose, <laughs> <laughs> we actually got from Air Gear. It is coiled so like if you're old enough to remember like the old telephone <laughs> that, you, that you stretched across the room and into your bedroom so people could trip on it it's coiled like that yeah what a i guess great it's analogy. just a coil <laughs> but it's coiled so a 25 foot hose fits in a really nicely small size and we have two of them in a bag that we also got from air gear and 
those are like practically indestructible. They're freeze resistant. They have really good metal attachments on the end so they can get run over. We try not to let that that happen, but but it could happen and it would survive. And we have just, those things, they stretch out to the full 25 feet. And I think, oh, this is not going to coil back. And boom, it just coils right back into place. They are never fiddly, whether they're hot or cold. They always just, like Peggy said, it's like an old telephone cord or maybe a slinky. And and it just boings back and, and goes right in that bag. It's something we really, really like. And again, you know, a lot of times stuff that we recommend is not the cheapest stuff. But it's the stresslessest stuff. Right. Stresslessest is a new... Stresslessest. That is a difficult word to say. (laughs) And we just got a new version of the next thing on our list. Yeah. The Clear 2.0 water filtration system. And here's a tip for... Here's a little tip. If you're putting your camper away and it gets to below freezing... Take your Clear 2.0 water filtration system somewhere where it doesn't freeze because... Or any filtration system. (laughs) We didn't think about it. We winterized. We got all the water out of our RVs systems. And then we went to camp again. And the the Clear 2.0 exploded. Yeah. Because it had frozen water got in it. I mean, it had water in it, which we try to drain, but I don't think we ever fully drain it all the way. And so it froze. And so the good news is we have a brand new one. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Peggy being kind of a water snob, she actually tested a number of filters blindfolded. It's an interesting video we'll put a link to. But she tested and this Clear 2.0 just came out on top. Now I'm going to just jump in again and say some of these products are, we are affiliates of them and we have discounts and things for you on our website. So just a little reminder, check out the deals and discounts page. Some of the items are actually on our Amazon wish list. Yeah. And so if you, if it's not something there's a discount for, but you want to get it, it really helps us. If you could go to our website and click onto Amazon from there, it doesn't change what you're going to pay or what your experience is. But because Amazon appreciates that we're sending you there, they pay us a little tiny bit. A teeny tiny bit. I mean, we're not earning a living, but every little bit counts, right? Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like uh, last week when we were in Colorado at Peggy's Families for Thanksgiving. One snowflake is pretty nice looking but when they gang up on you and make the roads all slippery that's right. well that's like those amazon purchases you know one isn't the biggest deal in the planet but when all of you gang up and buy stuff on amazon yeah it helps support it the help. podcast yep. and we, we appreciate that so beyond water one of the questions i see quite frequently is how do i know how much propane i have we bought at an RV show, the Lippert Propane Tank Monitors. There's a couple of companies that make these. What we like about the Lippert ones, they're like a coaster that pops onto the bottom of your propane tank in your RV. And we, of course, have two because we have two propane tanks. Right. And it's just a little magnet that holds it on. And you can use your Lippert One Control app that we also use to run the slides and lights and all kinds of other (laughs) stuff in our RV. So we can also see how much propane we have in increments of 1%. And these just really help us to 
know how much propane there is so we don't run out on a cold night because in the middle of the night when it's cold is when you're going to run out of doggone propane and propane accessories. (laughs) So it would be nice to know ahead of time. Now, a little tip is if you have two propane tanks, use one at a time. Yeah. So that when you know one is getting low, you can turn on the second one and make it through that night. But also, if you are using both of them and then all of a sudden they're both empty, well, now you don't have any propane. And if you can't get to fill up, then you're just without. Yeah, you're going to be sad camper. Yeah, so our tip is to use one And when that one's empty, switch to the other one. And while you're using the second one, you go get the first one filled. Yep. So here's something that's super inexpensive that we really like. It's the RV scissor nut lock. And what this thing does is it's just a little metal bracket almost that fits over the drive nuts on your RV stabilizer jacks if you have manual stabilizer jacks. And you know how when you're camping for a few days, it always seems like those jacks kind of back off and your trailer gets wigglier and wigglier and wigglier. (laughs) Boy, that's hard to say also. Well, anyway, these things keep the nut from backing off so your trailer doesn't get wigglier. It's just a simple, they're really inexpensive bracket. You get four in a package and it just slips onto the nut once you've set up the stabilizers on your trailer and bing, bang, boom. A simple and expensive thing that makes a difference. Another relatively simple and inexpensive thing is the dump buddy. And that is comes in really handy when you're dumping your, your black and gray tanks. Yeah, it's just a little sort of bracket thing. What it does is it clamps around the sewer line coming up out of the ground and then clamps on top of your sewer hose, you know, the elbow that you have at the end, and just keeps it from Mount Mount (laughs) Vesuviusing you as someone to be on YouTube. You really want to be a tongue twister today, don't you? I do. I don't know what it is. (laughs) But yeah, it basically keeps that hose from popping off the sewer and creating something you really don't want. It's a simple and expensive thing. doesn't work on all dump stations because some of them are flush with the ground, the sewer. But where this pipe comes up out of the ground a wee bit... This thing is great, and I I really like it, and it's one of those essentials that's in my toolbox. So it has like a ratcheting side on the sewer side that tightens up against the pipe, and then it has, you know, the part that hooks onto the hose, and it's kind of weird. It, like, reminds me of, like, a miner's headlamp. Yeah. The shape of it. (laughs) I, I don't think there is a more accurate description than that. You're right. It totally looks like that, but it's for the sewer attachment instead so it's sort of a sewer mine and speaking of sewer hoses yes get a good one yeah (laughs) yeah when we bought this rv and the one before and the one before we always got the free sewer hose which broke in very short order and i think the the sewer hose most people get is the rhino sewer hose but uh, step aside son because i got a recommendation (laughs) for you That for Titan sewer hose, I like it so much better than the Rhino hose for a variety of reasons. The connections seem to fit better. There's a collar on the end that you use to attach to your RV that really makes it very easy to grip. So really easy to get on and to take off. 
and just the material is more spongy or flexible, whatever it is. So it just seems a better quality. You know, you, stuff just feels better. This just feels better. And so I really like this Thetford Titan sewer hose quite a bit. And as usual, you know, they come in all the different lengths and such. And just another little side note is a really helpful, useful little tool is a clear elbow that you put between the hose and the sewer. And that way you can tell when the stuff is when your <laughs> when your tank is fully rinsed <laughs> right now if you know if you if you already have a sewer hose you like i recommend getting one of these clear elbows if you get the thetford titan it comes with a translucent elbow and that's fine and that's also what the dump buddy attaches to there you go it's all these fun things to eliminate <laughs> yesterday's fiesta <Yes>. surprise dinner <laughs> so those were the essentials and probably next week, because we've been babbling on, <laughs> we will hold off on some other things that are more just like our fun, the things that we really find useful and helpful and fun, but not necessarily essential. So we'll talk about the other things later. All right. So all these items that we've talked about are on our deals and discounts page, but also in the show notes for this podcast episode episode number, number two two, three one that's right and you can find that at stresslesscamping.com slash podcast slash oh two three one so that's for the notes and links and and all of that and there are discounts on a lot of these things so definitely worth checking that out or you know as always our deals and discounts page stresslesscamping.com has a lot of our favorite gear and Tony, do you have an RV that might make use of all this great gear? Well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I do have an RV that I saw that, oh my gosh, I'm just so impressed with this little thing. And little is the operative word. So a lot of times when you're a couple, you buy a camper. And I think a lot of people, based on my experience, buy a larger RV than they had originally intended to because of compromises, right? Like every RV on the planet is a compromise. A 45 foot toy hauler is a compromise because you want all the space and you have to get this giant thing. Well, this is the opposite end of that. At 17 feet, 11 inches, it is a Grand Design Imagine AIM, which is uh, their new kind of more affordable, smaller, units it's a single axle travel trailer and typically really small trailers like this have no counter space and lousy bathrooms or corner beds or there's there's a compromise where it's like well i'm only buying this because i want something small and i'll have to deal with whatever the inconveniences well this thing is it's like grand design perform magic on this thing so across the entire front of the trailer and it's an eight foot wide but single axle trailer so across the entire front is the kitchen counter and that kitchen counter continues around along the campsite where then it goes into a tabletop like bar dinette type of situation comes with three little bar stools so there's a surprising amount of counter space in this thing. It's just really impressive from that standpoint. And then across the entire rear of this little trailer is the bathroom. And it's a 
really spacious bathroom because it occupies the entire width of the trailer. So now you're saying, okay, you've mentioned the kitchen, which is good. You've mentioned the bathroom, which is good. Where's the bed? Well, this has a single slide out and the way Grand Design worked this in, they put a Murphy bed in the slide out. So by day, there's a couch with a center armrest, but by night, the bed drops down and now you have a view of the TV. It's directly opposite the TV, if that's important to you. Well, it's directly opposite the TV, even if it's not. You know, you can watch the TV from the bed. It's a bendy bed. So there's the one downside to this, right? I, I just, I don't, there are better ways to do Murphy bed, but oh well. It only weighs 3,900 pounds dry. It's eight foot wide. It's really good counter space, really good bathroom. And I would say it's a good camper for two people because that's all it'll sleep. But a really neat, innovative floor plan from Grand Design that I think is a probably one of the better small campers that I have laid eyes on. And I've never seen anything quite like this, but boy, I think they hit a home run with this. So Grand Design Imagine AIM 14 MS. And another thing, a lot of counter space, as I said, but also cabinets, drawers, cubbies. All, it, it's pretty impressive. Now, the one challenge is the thing weighs 3,825 pounds dry. Gross weight is only 4,600 pounds. So you better watch what you put in there because you could very easily overload that. And that's, that's the one challenge with smaller single axle trailers. But yeah, you know, a nice package overall. Excellent. Well, as I said, Tony already took my reminder that <laughs> you can camp when you're winterized. And we, well, I guess it was, he, he talked about it in a really good place because in order to say you can do it, we have to give you tips on how to do it. And that's what he did in the section on water bags and the Dometic Go. Yeah, but also we do have an article about how to camp in a winterized trailer. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Boy, those show notes are going to be full, full, long, full. Long, yeah. But that's okay. That's why they're there. So you guys were, were super awesome in answering last week's question of the week, which was if you have a camping season and you have to stop camping in the off season, what do you do for fun? <laughs> <laughs> Great answers. Some people actually go south, which is what we do. Go to yeah. where it's warmer. <laughs> yeah. As Jimmy Buffett said, go where the weather suits your clothes. Yeah. A lot of people plan for next year's travels. Some people take kind of little staycations, not with their camper, but just, you know, taking two or three day trips somewhere. Some people are lucky enough to live where it's not seasonal and they don't have to put it away for winter. Some people snuggle at home with their cat <laughs> and watch <laughs> movies. Carl's rebuilding his engine this winter. That's a fun oh, activity. That yeah, that sounds good. You know what? That reminds me. I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay. <laughs> years and years and years ago, I think I've shared with you all that I used to write a syndicated car column. And when GM was introducing the Avalanche and the Trailblazer, they flew a bunch of us up to Washington or Oregon, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, to a logging camp. And there were all these demonstrations. And there are these two giant dudes who 
took a V8 engine and made a chainsaw out of it. And I asked them, I'm like, what inspires you to do something like that? And they said, the neighbor quit using their car and the winters are very long. So <laughs> Carl and rebuilding his engine made me think of that. <laughs> made me think, maybe Carl, you could put a chainsaw blade on the end of it. And there you go. A lot of people do repairs and maintenance and upgrades planning for next year. And Jeff just says he stares out the window and waits for spring. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for your answers. Oh, I do remember Marilyn said something about snowshoeing. I think she said she doesn't do it anymore. But I guess, you know, if you have to be in a place where it's snowy and you can stand being outside in the snow, there are snow activities. Yeah. You're not going to find me looking into them, but no, <laughs> the activity I do when it snows is sit inside and look at how pretty it is. Yeah, it actually snowed here. It did Albuquerque. This last week. Yeah, and, and it was actually weekend. pretty good snow too. There's still some left. There's still little bits left in the shadows. So this week, speaking of sitting inside and looking at the outside cold. <laughs> I wanted to know, what is your favorite hot beverage to warm your insides when it's cold outside? Oh, yeah. And you can answer that or see the other answers people have left at our Fun and Friendly Stressless Campers Facebook group. It's also linked on our website, stresslesscamping.com, and take you right to that Facebook group. Also, we want to remind you that we do have a once a week newsletter. It's absolutely positively free. and absolutely free. And all you have to do is go on the website and sign up for the newsletter. We use that to send you news once a week. We send you links and videos and podcasts and things that we think will help you get the most out of your RV adventure. But what we don't do is share that list. And to be honest, we've had a couple of requests this past week. Yeah. And they just go right in the trash. Yes, they do. So don't ask, because we won't. You'll also find the show notes for this episode, episode 231, on the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com. And, of course, one more time to remind you, the deals and discounts page is where you're going to find these things we've been talking about and other things. A lot of them, the manufacturers or the representatives or the dealers have offered us discounts for you and so check out that page and of course we are in all the social places again you can start at stressescamping.com under the hamburger menu you'll find all the places where we are social because it's probably all the places you are too so <laughs> find us and follow us and all of that and if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stresses Camping Podcast, it's also free. Wow. You can subscribe on any podcast catcher, and we are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And don't forget a review will help others find this podcast, which helps us grow the audience, which means more discounts and that sort of stuff. So that's what's in it for you. And we have a couple of people to thank this yeah. week. Dude7475 and Ham580. Thank you for your five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. They 
truly do make a difference and we sincerely appreciate your taking your time so thank you, you yes and you can also share anything that you see on our website or on the socials please share those with your friends your family your neighbors your guy in the line behind you in the grocery store yeah well whoever will listen <laughs> let them know about stressless camping yeah it's really appreciated so we appreciate you we thank you for being here once again this week Oh, uh, another thing, we will be in Quartzsite again this year, so we need to start talking about that. But we will be back uh, managing the workshops and seminars, and we will also have a little gathering there. So something to put on your calendar for the last week of January 2024. Ooh, that's weird to say. Yeah. But anyway, with that, we appreciate your being here. Thank you again. And most of all... Stressless camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! <laughs>